What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Saints and Sinners podcast. It is Alec, it is Jeremy, two of your favorite writers from the Canastry Chronicles, once again getting into the shenanigans that is known as the New Orleans Saints. And Jeremy, obviously, been a minute, but to sum it up, the Saints have won three in a row, heading home, heading to the home finale against the Carolina Panthers. Um, obviously, last week with the, the uh, Packers beating the Vikings, we were eliminated from the playoffs, but thought, hey, you know, we've won three in a row. We've played gritty football. Maybe if you get in the year winning your last four and, you know, showing something that makes me optimistic about next season, then, hey, we'll see what happens in the offseason, you know? Yeah. Uh, that was not the case. <laughs> not so much. It, it seemed like every problem the Saints have had this year, you know, as far as uh, stale offense, um, the inability to stop the run, the inability to generate any pa- uh, pressure, let alone wrap up a quarterback, because Darnold <laughs> slipped out at least four or five times, I thought. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, incons- inconsistencies from your kicker. Um, all the problems that the Saints have had up to this point this year all came out and reared their ugly heads in the home finale against the Panthers. They lose 10-7 to after Woodlutz missed a potential game-winning 55-yard field goal that then gave the Panthers a short field. Uh, and Sam, Sam Darnold had, you know, 40-somewhat yards in this game, I believe. Yeah. 43 yards. 43, I believe. And 22 of them came from one pass right there at the end <laughs> to... <laughs> put them in field goal position uh, to win the game. So just when we thought that the black and white combo couldn't get uglier, <laughs> um, the game somehow made it uglier. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like I mentioned, Jeremy, it seemed like every problem this team has had this year showed itself one way or another in this game. Uh, what were just some of your thoughts from this? My God. <laughs> was, I mean, it was tough. That first drive was beautiful. The first drive was awesome. It's the same thing that we've experienced the last couple weeks where they started off hot because they had a structured game plan. The script And then plays. you started to see Pete Carmichael actually call plays, and then it got worse. Um, I don't know what the hell happened this game, to be frank with you. I watched the whole thing, and I feel like I watched nothing. It was just, it was painful to watch. I mean, these announcers were doing anything to try and keep people interested. They were making, like, innuendos about inches. It it was bad. They ripped on Josh Norman after that first touchdown. They said, welcome back to the NFL after he got cooked. (laughs) I mean, this was like, they were doing anything to try and keep people to stay on the channel. It, It was just ugly. I mean, the Saints could get nothing going the whole game. They would go, like, one first down, and then they just get utterly stopped and punted. Yep. <sighs> the Watts field goals don't help, but everyone like saying he was the sole reason we lost this clearly did not watch any of the game because no. I don't think two field goals was going to be the difference maker. It, it, score wise, yes, but the fact that the offense could get nothing going the whole game aside from the first drive—that's the major issue to look at. I mean, uh, and Carolina had almost 180 yards on the ground between Sam Darnold, Chuba Hubbard, and Deontay Foreman. I mean, like you've just said, had they won this game 13 to seven with Lux's two field goals, I still wouldn't feel that confident about this team. Yeah, (laughs) like the the same problems aside from the kicking game would still be present right now. I mean, look, Onyemata looked good 
which was wild because I did not expect him to just have a really good game. He had his and best game. It, it was just no one else on the defensive line, let's be real. Yeah. <laughs> like, Tuttle had the one pass block, and then it was just Davenport got else. ejected. Yeah, Davenport was... I don't even know. He had less sacks than JT Gray this season, if that puts anything into perspective for all you of you. Think, uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you he think... had less sacks than a guy who plays <laughs> special teams. Let's just let's talk about that real quick. Two and a half sacks for JT Gray this season, zero and a half for Davenport. What in the ever-living hell is he doing? And your two leading interception leaders <clears throat> for the Saints to wrap things up this year, Tyra Matthew, Tyra Matthew and, and, Tyra Dan- Matthew. and Daniel Swanson. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, I mean, you know, I will say credit to Tyron, I think, in the second half of this year. Tyron has played a lot better in this defense. He's kind of found his role, I think, which I'm cool with. But, yeah, um, you know, like we just mentioned, Marcus Davenport. This was a guy facing a contract year, and, you know, we saw it with Trey Hendrickson. When Trey Hendrickson he had his off, yeah. contract year in 2019, he had, what, 13 sacks? And, yeah, something you know, crazy like yeah, that. Yeah, he, 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 had, he had shown, you know, okay, here's what I've done in my one year when I needed right. to pull through, are you going to bring me back or are you going to let me go test the market? And he ultimately tested the market. Davenport, you know, there was not a whole lot to really look at. And, you know, you could say, well, lack of the D tackles meant you double team the ends, you know, being him and Jordan. It and doesn't matter, man. At the end of the day, you still Cam Jordan team. showed more at 34 years old. Yeah, I mean, game. hell, Cam had a three-sack game this year. <laughs> it's just, just happened? Sorry, I, I just... I received a tweet. Oh, there goes Co- uh, a coach dude, bro. Oh, coach bro got, got fired. Yeah, Cliff Kingsbury just got. That's another team. Cut. Oh, that's another team. Uh, I think some at least talked to New Orleans about Sean Payton. Then that's really nice news, actually, for yeah, us because yeah. that's that was probably the biggest opening at the moment, besides obviously Denver with their talks currently already underplayed, but yeah, for sure. So coach bros out of Arizona. How about that? That helps us because if they're going to trade for Sean Payton, they have, what do they have? The third or fourth pick right now. Let's take a quick, uh, top five quick, for sure. Quick detour. Top five for sure. Three. Yep. Number three right now. So, I mean, would they trade that for Sean? Who the hell knows? But the fact that they have that at least gives us some sort of. I idea. mean, I might just take the three and, and ask just for that. That might be enough yeah, for me. Yeah, I, I mean, if you can get Stroud or something at yeah, three, like hell yeah, like I, I wouldn't, care. I wouldn't need a player or an additional one or two. I would. Just you can't even one. take players anymore, so it's like yeah. Which it, I didn't it, even know about just that. To, that's just that's weird. <laughs> because when you when you, when you had said that, I was like, no way, that's not true. You could trade. You can include a player. Well, I think it's like you can make like a side deal, like you like can trade a separate... player for cash considerations or something like that, and then trade the coach for a low draft pick or something. But right. It, I don't even know if the league would approve that. So. <laughs> the Gareth... league would just go Saints doing something good, bad, revetoed. Garofalo just tweeted out that they should hire Steve Wilkes. <laughs> he just got fired uh... early this morning, didn't they? No, he, he he was in Arizona. Or no, Kime, Kime was sorry. Yeah, he was in Arizona. They fired him for Cliff. That's funny. <laughs> No, um, yeah, Davenport, you know, I just feel like he, he had to make plays this year. He did not. And uh, looking <laughs> nope. back at it, hindsight, you know, you traded up those two, you traded up to get him, knowing a guy like Lamar Jackson was on the board. Um, literally, literally anyone else you could have taken in that 2018 draft over Marcus Davenport. And uh, that might just go down as one of the all time oof moments. Uh, 
that the was Sha- in the bad. champagne era. And that was just that, that was be. ugly. That to might, put it simply, that was yeah. not a good look. Yeah, that might have just been something you look back and go, ah, maybe we should take the I quarterback. Mean, let's just take a quick whoopsie peeksy. So Tremaine Edmonds, I would absolutely take him. Derwin James. Jerry, I mean, the next five picks, essentially, even Colton Miller, I mean, he's out of the league, but... <laughs> no, he's not. Uh, it, it's not listed as a team. The left tackle? ESPN is just not having a good time. The yeah. tackle from uh, UCLA? You see, yeah. Yeah, he's with the Raiders. He's still playing for them. Is he? Oh, yeah. well, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's not a good sign, but... <laughs> <laughs> he's, very, he's very good for them. All right, so they have Tremaine Edmonds, Derwin James, Jerry Alexander is the next three, and then Frank Ragnow, Leighton Vander... I mean, uh, almost all of these guys. Yeah, DJ Moore's, Calvin yeah, Ridley, Rashad prob- Penny, shit. There are probably some guys in the second round I'd take over him. Oh, absolutely. There's probably some guys in the seventh round I'd take over him. <laughs> nonetheless, Whoa. I mean, oh, no, what, what, what do you got? We're going we're gonna to go down this hole. Oh, Javon Wims, oh no. Jason Sanders? I would take a Jason Sanders kicker right now with how Watts has been performing. Richie James is picked up. Will Clap, woo. Yeah, there's yeah, there's not much. Inside. Point point being, the mean, Saints made a big mistake in taking Davenport. Yeah, they could have I mean, just even one first. Uh, they probably would have just stayed where they were and taken the best player available and be you know okay with content. that. Yeah, but nonetheless, you know, it looks like a big old whiff, and uh, you know, it's kind of weird how that's in it. that's how that's gonna you know end up for Davenport here in New Orleans getting suspended, yeah, suspension, <laughs> or getting or ejected, ejected I mean, yeah. yeah. In a week 17 game, or 18 game, sorry, where yeah. it did not matter. And, you know, that's how it ends. So, on, speaking of goodbyes, <laughs> potentially the other big news that happened over the weekend, um, you know, Michael Thomas and the Saints, they agreed to a restructured deal to where essentially mm-hmm. Thomas has paid out a million dollars in cash um, for this week. Essentially, I guess what a game check would be. That game mm-hmm. check would be. Um, right. And, you know, if you look back at the Saints past, you know, Drew Brees did that when he was on his way out the door. Uh, Malcolm Jenkins did it when he was on his way out the door last year. Obviously, Jeremy, this signifies probably the end of of the Mike Thomas era is coming to New Orleans, whether it's through a trade or a cut. Uh, I know you have the numbers pulled up. Why don't you kind of explain to the good people, you know, what all this really means in layman's terms? Look, I understand this very little right now looking at the numbers, but to put it in a simple form, they're going to either cut or trade him prior to March 23rd if they're going to do so. Because they need to trade him prior to the new league year. Otherwise, they're going to take on a $32 million roster bonus, which they are forced to pay out, essentially. Yep. And I do not think they're going to accept that. <laughs> um, it, it's weird right now because if they cut him pro- or excuse me, uh, after June 1st, they're not really going to make any money out of it. They're going to lose money. They'll get like $1 million, actually, which is absolutely nothing compared to what it was prior to that restructure. So I, I'm pretty certain it's going to be a cut or a trade prior to the new league year. So look for draft picks. I mean, if they're going to trade them with Sean, I don't know if you can trade a player with a head coach because I know you can't get one in return, but I don't know how that all works out. Or get Regardless, they're going to trade on the side. Them. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. It's just it's odd. Yeah, it, this is the whole Mickey Loomis thing. 
thing where if you're looking at it from the outside, you have no clue what's going on. <laughs> if you're looking at it from inside, you're like, oh yeah, we'll just trade him on him and we'll but make money. Him and Carhartt probably got all this figured out. And I mean, for me, uh, uh, you know, we talked about this earlier when Mike Thomas went on IR and, you know, mm -hmm. it was kind of over, but it's just kind of crazy how the last two years Michael Thomas has fought to come back and, you know, it seems like both times the Saints medical staff has seemingly failed yeah, the player back-to-back -back years. Optimal, to say the least. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just unfortunate, you know, how all this... And again, I think in 2019, when Mike Thomas had that historical year, mm -hmm. you know, you, you signed up to the extension and it made sense. He was a top-five player at, at his position. Yeah. I was happy this yeah. when I woke up and saw it. Yeah, and, you know, in hindsight, it's just unfortunate how this is how it's turned out since 2019. You know? The other one that's going to have to be discussed here is Jameis Winston, just taking a quick look at these numbers. Yeah, you, you can cut Winston. Because if I they cut him post-June 1st, they save almost $13 million. I think they're going to cut Winston. I think, you know, and that's <sighs> that's something else we're talking about as well. I think, you know, when Winston went on that podcast with Underhill and Triplett, and kind of aired out the dirty laundry, you know, yeah, between him and yeah. Dennis Allen and, you know, whoever else, Carl Michael, whoever. Um, right. I think any bridge was burned. And, I mean, again, you could have played Jameis the last two weeks. And they just, yeah. They you could have played him to see what you had with Jameis Winston, you know, now that he's fully, or at least, you know, see 90, yeah. 95% healthy. It's going to be interesting to see if he has some sort of off-season procedure because that would kind of at least give me a little bit of hope. Because yeah. if they're not playing him this whole season and they're saying he's healthy, my assumption is that he needs an offseason surgery and he just didn't want to do it in case Dalton got injured. Right. But, man, if, if that's not the case and he's just healthy right now, I don't know what the hell's going on. Uh, maybe they just didn't want to give him false hope and they do intend to cut him. I don't really know what the thought process is, but... Yeah. I expect some big cuts this offseason. I mean, Andrews Pete, you save almost $12 million if you cut him finally, so they can if they so desire i would presume the answer would be yes to that um cam jordan man uh, it's a tough one it sucks because i love him and i really want him to remain a saint for the remainder of his career and i think that will be the case but you also save 15 million dollars if you cut him this offseason after june 1st and i mean look cam jordan you know was a guy who just became the all-time sack leader right He's, he's, a, he's a staple in the community. You know, yeah, everyone yeah. here loves Cam Jordan. So if, mm -hmm. if, the, if the Saints and Cam were to mutually agree and say, hey, Cam, go. Oh, that's rebuild, man. That, if, if he's gone, it's rebuild, go, to put it simply. Go, 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 go rechase. Go, yeah. go with someone to try and compete that can really realistically put you in, in the opportunity to, to win a Super Bowl because you've earned that right. Right. So, and like you I said, think I, that I think out, if I Cam think leaves. Him at this point. If Cam leaves, then it's. It's a full one. Like, what other reason do you have to not do a rebuild? Yeah, I don't think it's even going to come down to we want to get rid of him. I think it's just going to come down to if he wants to leave. <laughs> right. Depending on what they I mean, decide you, in the front we office. See, we've seen how openly Cam tweets about how he loves being here in New Orleans, being a saint, and people have said, oh, well, why don't you come play with so-and-so? And Cam says, oh, is he coming here? Like <laughs> The Cleveland thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> After he dogged yeah. them, he's like, I never would go there. That was hilarious. And then somebody's, and somebody said, come to New York, and it was a gif of Quinn Williams. And Cam says, you coming here? It's just like, Cam's a guy, he's not going to leave until he's asked no. to. And, I, uh, you know. I hope not. I, I yeah. would much prefer he just play out this contract, and if he retires, he retires. If he signs a shorter extension, go for it. Right. I, I certainly don't want him to leave. It's just, 
I don't know how this whole cap thing is going to work out. I think Pete's gone, to put it simply. I, I don't think there's what, another Carl option. Or Andrews. No, no, no. Andrews or Pete, both. Sorry. Uh, both, hopefully. But. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I mean, so obviously the Mike Thomas news happened, but also more Saints news happened during the weekend, which is weird oh, for yeah. a team who is not really in the playoff mix to have this much news drop. Yep. But we're the Saints. It happened. So uh, it came out that the Denver Broncos had reached out to the New Orleans Saints about talking to Sean Payton about potentially being their next head coach. And New Orleans yeah. granted the permission and just so everybody knows, you know, it was not like a strict formal, hey, let's really talk about this. It seemed more like a a chat at a restaurant. Negotiation, right. Yeah, like, hey, you know, would you want, would you be interested playing with right. Russell Wilson and, you know, X, Y, Z, yada, yada. So it looks like it went well. Uh, and maybe the Saints and the Broncos could be talking about some compensation down the road, but... Uh, they had said that they had talked and that the Saints actually gave them the information on what they want in return. That's why Denver's still in it. Which is crazy. Which is intriguing, because it sounds like they want a first plus, and Denver's still interested, which well, is I wild. Mean, I mean, the Waltons just <clears throat> bought out the Broncos. And right. That, and They're going to do what they can yeah, to make this team compete with Russ. It's going to be very aggressive uh, as far as, you know, what they can do to uh, get a new head coach, get a new head coach to win right away. So uh, Denver, obviously, they're meeting with Peyton. The Cardinals just fired Cliff Kingsbury, and we know, you know, logically speaking, that would be a team I think would very much be interested in Sean. For um, sure. You know, Carolina. I don't know if that's out of the question yet, totally, but you know, they're going to interview, interview Wilkes uh, later next week for the job officially. So, mm-hmm. and he's done. Very good things to that Panthers team after they fired Matt Rule. So we'll yeah, see. I don't. It's just it's chaos right now. Yeah, and I <laughs> There's mean a lot of people interviewing everywhere. And, and I mean, who knows if the Cowboys go one and done in the in the playoffs? You know, if they <laughs> go to Tampa and lose, I think my, Mike McCarthy's job is seriously put in jeopardy. Because Jerry Jones, very much like the Waldens, is going to be aggressive. You know, if it comes to trying to get Sean Payton, I think Jerry. I think you could have a bidding war between the Cowboys and the Broncos. Seriously, Cowboys, Broncos, Cardinals. Even the Chargers, if they go first round, I mean, there's a lot of teams here that are possible at this point. Yeah, but I think in particular Dallas and Denver. So I think for Denver sure. has given up so much for Russ, they have to make this work. And they realize Sean Payton is going to be the best possible solution to that, to getting the best out of Russell Wilson and this offense that we had so much praise for right. going into the season. And then with the Cowboys, um, it's been quite known that Jerry Jones has – openly like regretted not being able to make champagne the next head coach after parcels because he left yeah. for new orleans um you know jerry hasn't been to a conference title game since 1995 and i think you know he's been around for another year he might get desperate you know and you realize hey i'm not gonna be here forever, forever. i'm trying to see my team win, win another super bowl so I think you can get to a classic bidding war between the Cowboys and Broncos. Those both owners really are gonna do whatever it takes to win right away, I think. It very well be could be the case. We'll see. I'm gonna be curious to see what happens with Bill Belichick. I was thinking that last night. I think he did say he's planning to return, but right. I mean long term what's going on there. Because this sounds like Sean Payton isn't even sold on head coaching this upcoming season. He said right. it's a seven out of ten chance that he returns to Fox. So, and he really seems to enjoy the TV work. You know, I think, yeah. and I think, I don't think he expected to enjoy that as much. Yeah, which sucks for us because <laughs> we can really use him or the first round picks or whatever it is that you're going to get out of him. I mean, yeah, I mean, you need something. 
Yeah, and I think, you know, uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens this offseason for the Saints. I think think Dennis Allen is going to stick around another year. I know a lot of people don't want to hear that, but I think this group... Is going. They think they're going. They. I think that they think they owe Dennis Allen at least another year to try and get it figured out. Yeah, which sucks. <laughs> I do. I think, I think it's going to come down to who does he want at quarterback because they didn't really give him that option this offseason with you know the money, the draft picks, all that. Right. And there wasn't really a quarterback necessarily worth taking at their range. I mean, Kenny Pickett was solid, but they would rather get Olave there. So right. I I think there's going to be a quarterback coming in this offseason, to put it simply, whether it be, you know, second-round draft pick, whether it be... I mean, I think Derek Carr's still the most likely. I, I don't necessarily think he's the best option, but I think with Dennis Allen having, you know, the being connection. part of the management staff that drafted him and then yeah. playing with him for, you know, whatever, four games that he left. Yeah. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see which method they go with for quarterback, because if they're going to get someone older, obviously they're going to compete. If they're going to get someone younger, they're going to kind of look more long-term, but I don't know. It's just, we have to kind of wait and see, which sucks. I hate doing this in the offseason where we have to kind of wait until February for something to happen, but it's kind of I don't know. Right now. I mean, I kind of hope the Sean Payton thing just takes off right as the new week year goes and we just get paid like, or whatever it is paid hopefully says he wants to come back right yeah i don't know even if he doesn't want to come back just something happens with him where it's not just we're waiting until after the draft and we're now in a 2024 picks yeah and again i still think uh you know (laughs) i think best case scenario for the saints and for uh the, the fans is going to be if the Cowboys lose to the Bucks next week and the Cowboys yeah. fire McCarthy, I'm telling you right now, I'm in Dallas. I know people. Well, not people, but in the media. You know, I've, I've chatted with some right. Cowboy people. Like, they, Jerry will swing heavy for Sean Payton. And I think if you're Denver, on the other hand of it, you know, they give up so much for us. they got to make this work. Sean Payton probably is the best fit for that team. And for, like, right. quarterback, the, those two are going to offer – a lot for Sean Payton in return. Very well could. I don't know enough about those two <laughs> groups to really say anything. I know they're obviously going to try and compete. and Any team that's trying to compete and not doing so at the moment is pretty much going to be looking at Sean Payton. Exactly. Put it simply, because he is that guy that we've seen him take You know, last year's team with not a single receiver that was worth a damn and almost bring him to the playoffs. Right. It's clearly not just, you know, he had Breeze, and Breeze carried him. You know, it, there's not really that narrative anymore because we saw what he could do without Breeze and with a bunch of fucking nobodies, to put it simply, a quarterback with Trevor Simeon and Ian Book starting for games. I mean, it, it's certainly not just, you know, Drew Breeze. It's certainly actual coaching prowess. Yep. I mean, look at the Jaguars this year, Doug Peterson. Yep. When you saw how much Sean did with the offense now, too, with how bad Pete Carmichael's been with that offense, (laughs) you see how much he did for that offense. I mean, obviously, we see Dennis did a lot for the defense. I mean, off the top of my head, there's like at least, what, four? I think four new hires made the playoffs this year, right? Four or five guys? Um, Because there's O'Connor, Kevin O'Connell in Minnesota, McDaniel in Miami. I'm just taking a quick look. Doug Peterson in Jacksonville. Brian DeBall in New York. 
and Sirianni wasn't a first year, right? This is his second year. Yeah, second right. year. Um, Who else is there? Forty Niners retained. Vikings, we said. Buccaneers. Oh yeah, Buccaneers top bowls. Yep. So Giants, they. Yep. Well, you said. Yeah. Seattle's remain the same. Dolphins was new. You said Ravens is still Harbaugh. Chargers is second year. Jaguars, you said. Bengals remain. Bills remain. Chiefs remain. All right. Yeah. yeah. So Steve five Bell. new hires <laughs> made the playoffs this year, and you were not one of them. Yep. <laughs> are we the only one that had the? No, no. Eberflus still. Yeah. We were like the one Bears, two the, or three the, the, that the, didn't the, make the it. The Bears, who had the top pick of the draft, did not make the yeah, playoffs. That's and us. So. It's kind of interesting, that whole scenario with the Texans winning and now the Bears. It sounds like I would presume they're going to trade down because I don't think they would take yeah. the quarterback. But. I think Lovey did that on purpose. You think Lovey? If, knew if he, he was knew gonna he fired? was going to get booted, then probably yeah. it's a similar scenario to Flores. He but. said, I'm going to compete the crap out of this game. Uh, it very well could be. I yeah. mean, I don't. That, that whole scenario where that happens every couple years is really weirding me out now because it's not just a one thing it's it happens multiple times now yep it's weird i mean i kind of hope that happens with dennis allen next year except he actually commits to taking and we get caleb williams <laughs> but uh yeah, no um it's bad there were some positives from this game <laughs> chris Olave makes saints history joining marcus colston and michael thomas as one of three rookie wide receivers to go over a thousand yards and I think with the emergence of Alave and Shahid, I think mm-hmm. it, it makes the move of the moving on of Michael Thomas that you know it, it puts a little more to reason. Possible, yeah. Yeah, and uh, Trevor Penning played the majority of the game at left tackle yesterday, and I thought. I wonder what his stats actually. That's a good point. I, I, I thought overall he looked very impressive. I thought he did look good from what I was watching. Yeah. I haven't had a chance to look how many snaps he played. That was what I was curious about. Yeah, and the run game in particular, he looks like a mean mauler. He played ninety-seven percent. Yeah, he, I mean he played pretty much really all solid from what I could see at least. Obviously, I don't you know stare at the offensive line the whole game, but yeah, and there's no. I don't think the twenty-two is out yet. The that fact game. that we made an offensive line of James Hurst at guard, a rookie starting his first game, and then a couple other guys that aren't even really worth mentioning look at least somewhat competent is pretty damn impressive, to and say the and least. And you had a, over 100 yards on the ground with Kamara. Exactly. It, it was just... I mean, there was a stretch in the middle of the game where they just completely collapsed, but then they yeah. kind of... The beginning of the game, they looked really, really good. It was kind of after Penning left that they just couldn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I think the only one positive I have is Tyron Matthew, you know, yeah. playing center ball and getting that interception and kind of, again, good too. DeMario, and the linebackers in general look really good, you know, between yeah, him, Warner, true. and Kate Nellis, and... Uh, true. Yeah, that, play? That, that's that's really it. I yeah, did uh, yeah, he play? Played. Yeah, Pete played. I could have swore he... Oh, I'm thinking... Um, who was out? Was it Justin Evans? I remember one of our corners was out that was going to bother me all game. Adebo? Adebo nah, didn't play. I wanted him to be out, so... <laughs> <laughs> we're probably better off without him. I mean, shit, we were better off without him. He held them to, like, 40 passing yards. Granted, that's mostly Sam Darnold, but... Yeah, so... Oh, yeah, he did play. Quick, Re- quick. Regardless, Man, I, don't remember that. I just feel like a lot of... The, and I think you agree, too. A lot of the problems this team had all year showed itself one last time to remind us, hey, it's the Saints. 
Still not there. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Still got it's a lot of work to do, and you have a pretty tough off season ahead of you. Oh yeah, it's not even just one position anymore. It's like, well, we're gonna get to talking about it here, but you could use another receiver. You need to retain Juwan Johnson, and then you gotta really start looking at defensive line, and then back quarterback, back. and then backup running back. I mean, there's a lot you have to look at this. Maybe season. safety put it too. Simply. Safety too, because I just really don't know how I feel about Marcus May after one year. <sighs> the injuries don't help, which makes it like I don't know. If you're really willing to pay another one in no, the draft, yes. Get draft in one. the draft for sure, yeah. Because yeah. this is a pretty good safety class. It's pretty deep. And so. I just can't watch another year of PJ and Justin Evans or insert any random one-year yeah. veteran they bring in to play. Because <laughs> everybody, uh, I'm not gonna lie, people gassed up Justin Evans for hard. a while. Yeah, yeah. They're like, they're like, oh, collapsed. they're like, oh, he hasn't played. He's he's a nice pickup, a steal, and he looked like absolutely. We do that every offseason. You can pick up like. Fucking John looked, Ross, and everyone would say he's gonna be the next coming of Michael Thomas. So, look like absolute beans out there. He'd have the field. two yards on one catch, and they'd be like, "Oh my god, he's gonna produce, he's back! Like he's back! <laughs> he, he's producing like a number one overall pick!" Right, right, right. No, so. it, it's just it's it, that's every team. That's not even just us. I'm not yeah. saying that's just us. Like every any team. signing ever is gonna get gassed up until they do nothing. So. Like, like I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure. I, I I'm just sure, want someone solidified. I'm sure Chief fans. I'm, I'm sure Chief fans thought Jeremy Macklin was going to do something for them when he left the Eagles, <laughs> teaming up with Andy Reid and whatnot. But yeah, no. So, anyways, let, let's kind of continue our positional breakdowns heading into the off season. Obviously, we've touched on some of the key positions of need. Mm-hmm. You know, a la obviously quarterback, defensive tackle, running back, maybe safety, yada yada yada. But today, we're going to talk about these skilled position players, so wide receivers, tight ends. And New Orleans has some questions to answer. Obviously, we touch on Michael Thomas and what that's going to likely imply, uh, we'll, and we'll see what happens there. Uh, some key free agents include Deontay Hardy, Jarvis Landry, uh, Jawan Johnson, Marquez Calloway. Um... That's it. Yeah. <laughs> so I was gonna those, say, there's not many of those. Those are the in-house so. guys they have to worry about. Uh, obviously, right. this team will have Alave, Shahid, uh, you know, Trotman, who is good at what he does, and you know, Traquan yeah. Smith. So you know, they have two receivers they love, Alave and Shahid. So, right. where do you think? Do you think any of these guys do get brought back? Uh. I think Hardy's out the door, to put it simply. I think that's pretty much set in stone after what Shahid's done. Unless they really want to get Shahid involved in the offense, and then they just let Hardy return. But if it is back, it's going to be a dirt cheap deal that's not worth much. He's Um, become such a forgotten anomaly with the Saints. I forgot. Yeah, I I think everyone's forgotten he exists at this point. He'll go somewhere else and he'll return and he'll be good. But I, I don't think there's enough of a spot there after Shahid took off. So, yeah. Um, Callaway is like, I I don't mind if they bring him back, but it's not detrimental at this point. I mean, Callaway um, to me is essentially. I mean, I have I have Traquan Smith. I don't need another Traquan Smith. You know what I'm saying? Right. I have. Another, I mean, I would rather have Callaway than Traquan to be frank. But I like Traquan on the run blocking. It is a vital part yeah, of this offense. So, in Traquan, when he needs to step up, he does make catches. You know. Right. And then in terms of Juwan, I think. 
there's like three must-return players in this free agency class for us. He's one of them. For sure. And and I would say the other one's probably Caden Ellis, and then it's kind of debatable between a couple guys, but yeah. Juwan Johnson's just shown out. I mean, he finally changed positions because, I mean, it was kind of obvious that he would at the site and weight he is, and he finally panned out, and that's what we needed because we really did not select someone great with Troutman, but... yeah. Jawan Johnson's kind of picked up the slack. He had career touchdown. Did he lead the team in receiving touchdowns? He must have, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. He, he had definitely two. wasn't Olave. Olave yeah. had four. Um, yeah. But yeah, he's just what good. I, I think he's going to draw quite a bit of money, which is going to suck, but we'll see how that pans out. I don't think the tight end market's anything special from what I've... And is Jawan a restricted free agent or is he unrestricted? Good question. Let's find out. Uh, oh, Jawan's restricted, so yeah, okay. Is he? Okay. Yeah, so That's nobody. Good, so we have yeah. some sort of first right. Yeah, so nobody. Kisicki's there. He's been very blah this year, to be frank. Um, Dalton Schultz is there. He's been very good. I would presume Dallas is just going to retain him, but. No, Dallas is going to be young tight ends they like. I think Schultz is going to walk. Uh, maybe. The I mean, only, if he does, I certainly wouldn't mind bringing him in. The only problem is Schultz got franchise tag last year and made right. 10.9. Yeah, and he wasn't happy with that. He wanted Travis Kelsey esque money. Oh, okay. And yeah, yeah. Donald Schultz, Donald Schultz is not that kind of guy. So no. Yeah. Evan Engram looked good this year. I don't really. I, I mean, I think Juwan's probably your first priority with these guys that I'm looking at. If you're looking for someone else, you probably go Irv Smith because yeah. he's young. He's pretty much replaced with Hawkinson there now. He'll come cheap too. He's been so banged up the last couple of years. Right and. He's just been good, to put it simply. I, he hasn't been great, but if you're looking for a young option, I certainly wouldn't mind him with or without Juwan. Yeah, um, maybe... There's not much else, man. There's Tunyon like... would be another guy maybe we consider. Yeah, I wouldn't. if you're competing, certainly, yeah. He's a big enough body where you can get end zone touches out of him. And again, you know, with, you know, obviously kind of the future of Aaron Rodgers is kind of unknown at this moment, you know. Yeah. Tunyon might be, be a guy who's looking to maybe leave Green Bay and try and, you know, do something. Hey, Dan Arnold the return, question mark? Hey, hey, hey. No, I'm good. Uh, yeah. It, it, this is not a great tight end class, to be frank, and there's not many of them anymore, considering there's very few actual great tight Oh, Foster Moreau. I actually wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind that either. I don't think he would leave, but if he's going to leave because he doesn't want to get usurped by Waller, then by all means. <laughs> hey, I wouldn't mind that at all either. He's not going to be that expensive. I don't... I haven't looked at this tight end class. That's another good point that I... I obviously, Michael Mayer is going to go in the first round, I would assume, but... And then... Let's just, uh... I mean, really, realistically speaking, Jawan and, and Traubman can be your Cook and Josh Hill 2.0. Right. Yeah, really we've never really... Since Graham left, we've never really had, like... A vertical threat. That guy. Like, the one guy that was doing it. It was always two or three. Yeah. So I, I'm okay with sticking with that if that's what you want to do because there's no one really that's like special, special in the free agency class. Right. And, I mean, uh, you know, you mentioned the tight end free agent pools kind of dried. Uh, the wide receiver pool is just it's as not any better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's uh, Juju Smith Schuster and then mediocre receivers essentially. Yeah. I mean, if I know Jacoby Myers was in there who I actually would not mind at all. But I mean, if you're a team that. 
you know, is not looking for a one or a two, more of some oh, three yeah, and fours or veterans. This is a good pool of veteran players. It is, for sure. Uh, I mean, one guy I'm looking at off the top of the board here, DJ Chark from Detroit. Mm-hmm. Could be something. Uh, you know, let me ask you kind of this. I'm kind of intrigued by this. So say, you know, obviously you have a Lave Jaheed locked up, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jarvis, mm-hmm. coming off the injury, kind of a low production year. Yep. It wouldn't cost you much to bring back Jarvis Landry. It really right. wouldn't. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be opposed to them bringing back Jarvis. It's. But they would have to. They have to. Just... If they bring back Jarvis, I feel like you're too. Sm- you're too small at the position. You need to bring in a big-bodied guy. Right. Because you know. When it was Leo lo- Jones, <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't hate Jarvis, but you'd have a bigger. You'd have like a a yeah, big body. You need receiver, someone there. Someone with size. Get up. I still really like Jacoby Myers. I just saw him again. I. What is his frame? I haven't taken a look at him since he came out of the draft. Essentially, uh, a couple of guys I wouldn't Six mind. Two. Ooh. Okay. Go ahead, sorry. Uh, Paris Campbell from the Colts, who quietly has yeah. had a very nice year considering the turmoil that is the Indianapolis Colts <laughs> and Jeff Saturday. Yeah. But <laughs> Paris Campbell's guy has had a very nice year. Um, another guy I wouldn't mind maybe giving him an extended role here. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe Noah Brown in Dallas. That's actually not a bad idea. Noah Brown's a he's a bigger body guy, you know. Initially, too. yeah. Initially in Dallas, when he was on the field, it was strictly to block. Right. Uh, but, you know, obviously this year with them losing Amari Cooper, uh, he's stepped up for them as a wide receiver. Wouldn't hate that. Mac Hollins, I would not mind either. I like that, I like that as well from the Raiders. I like that. Because he kind of fits as that secondary role, but I'm presuming he's going to want a bigger role. And He could have that here. In this offense, I mean, he could be essentially the two and then put Shaheen in the slot. Yeah. I wouldn't mind that actually. I he's had a really good year. I mean, it's getting more and more noticed. He's gonna be thirty almost. Well, yeah. This is this is just it's a lot of guys that are like I wouldn't mind him except there's always like one or two issues. Why is Juwan Johnson listed a receiver here? I was about to say that. (laughs) Greg Dorch actually had a pretty good year. I wouldn't mind him, and he's young. That's the other thing. From Arizona, right? Yep. Yeah, he had a kind Ooh. of. Darius Slayton's always been kind of like linked to us in trade rumors. I feel like that's one that they could potentially look at. He's only 26, too. Yeah, and I mean, you know, again, let's just say hypothetically, if this team were to want to compete this year, mm-hmm. uh, one guy that wouldn't cost you a whole lot, and I think in a limited role, kind of like how I think we viewed maybe. Uh, Dez when he came here because you know I think yeah, we had a vision yeah. of, of Dez kind of being a red zone and you know get him in the certain area he could be good for you kind of guy. Right. Um, I wouldn't mind this team taking a flower on AJ Green if uh, you know uh, they were kind of in that role. That's, if, just, that's what I thought you were gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> if, if if Green's your wide receiver four and you only bring him in on the red zone and you know in jump yeah, ball situations, I mind that. assuming you get like a Derek Carr or you know whoever a quarterback to where you're competing at least. Right. But. You know, like we mentioned, this is not a. If you need a star wide receiver, this is not the free agent yeah, class. Yeah, this is you. not your quest. No. Juju's like the closest thing you can get to anything, and he doesn't even have it in a thousand yard year. 
with Patrick Mahomes, mind you, <laughs> as the wide receiver one. Yeah, but he got um, hurt. Yeah, still though. I mean, he he played sixteen games. He missed one game, so no. it's just yeah. I this is not a. I mean, free agency class overall at every position. It's not very good. It's not very good compared to normal years. I mean, you have Lamar Jackson. If Tom Brady returns, you have Tom Brady. I, other than that, man, I mean, it's mostly defensive line and line. And they're aging. And they're aging players. It, most of them are twenty-eight plus. Yeah. Like if you're gonna tell if you're, if you're gonna tell me the cream of the crop is Tom Brady at forty-five, trying to figure <laughs> out where he's gonna go. This is a weak free agent class. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm really just to go off on a tangent real quick. The Lamar yeah. situation is really interesting to me. It's weird because the fact that they haven't paid him to date after seeing how horrendous they were the last couple of weeks with Tyler Huntley and fucking Anthony Richardson. Yep, I'm amazed that they have not paid him to this point. You would think that they would just go, all right, screw it, throw a 45 year and, and this and, and this only strengthens his case. Yeah, it's just weird to me that they haven't paid him. Like, I, I don't understand what their thought process is at the moment. Because it be, it's weird how... Okay, so this is how I view this. So, when Dak wanted to get paid by Dallas, right? Mm-hmm. I think people at the time still had their reservations about Dak being a top-ten quarterback. Right. Until right. Um, he proved it eventually. But, right. you know... People still have their questions. Lamar Jackson, he, this is a guy who's won league MVP. Right. You know, he's a all around. He's, he's arguably a generational talent considering what he does for your team. He he's different. Yeah, he's, he's a he's, different type of player. that's yeah. just we haven't seen in a long time. And Baltimore sat there and said, "We're not going to negotiate, you know, and pay you, you know, until the end of the year." And then you know, Lamar gets up to the hot start, and then he gets hurt, and then you know. They look awful without him. It's <laughs> and, weird. And, and it's, this, it's bad. And this, and this also is a team that, while Lamar was on his rookie deal, has not invested in players around him to help him right. out. It's been Mark Andrews, and then they traded away Hollywood Brown for whatever decision that and, was. And they and brought then, back Sammy Watkins? You think Sammy Watkins is going to fix everything? Like, Let's just take a look at their depth chart of receivers real quick. Because, it, it, I mean, Bateman's been... He's what been he's hurt. been, he's been hurt, and he's been just—he's eh. been good. He's never been, you know, that one that you need. He's probably a good two, right? Obviously, right. your starting receiver at as of this second is Demarcus Robinson. So, yeah, uh, that doesn't bode well. Sammy Watkins, James Prochet, Tillman Wallace—those are your other roster receivers. So I just kind of—I mean, like you said, it's interesting in the sense of—is it—is it—are we as certain as we can be that Lamar is going to be a Raven? Uh, I haven't been considering the fact I, I would think that if they were going to pay him it would have been prior to the season and I think they're going to have to pay him more now I, oh, yeah. I think after even yeah. if he hasn't played all of the season the fact that they've looked as horrendous as they have without him <laughs> he's making more makes money. it so that he's going to get more money Yeah, for sure. I think he's definitely getting 40 a year to, to put it in one perspective, it's definitely forty a year. It's probably close to forty five a year. And if you're the Ravens, I don't know if you pay him that. Are you better off tagging him and, and trying to trade him to someone else? Like I just, it's interesting because I don't know if Baltimore's gonna do that. I it's, really don't. I don't even know if it's Baltimore. I think it's literally just Harbaugh. I just don't, 
don't know if Harbaugh's willing to do that. I just um, don't know. I'm just trying to look. They have enough cap space to do it next year, technically, but it, it would put them all full quotes up to the number. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. But, uh, again, outside of the Lamar storyline, I just feel like there's no real... There's not. Yeah, this is a bad free agency class. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing really enticing enough to, you know, like, ooh, where's he going to end up? Like, it's just a bunch of veterans who go, oh, you know, they would fit well here, there, you know, wherever, but... Right. That's it. It's unfortunate because we kind of need a really good free agency class. Like, not even just us as a team, but literally the whole NFL, it feels like, needs at least some level of a free agent. It's just bad. I mean, it's you're going to yep. have to, like, go bargain bin hunting and just hope you can find someone that really improves something. This is true. Because it, it's, I mean, if you're not a competing team this upcoming season, there's no one here that's like, yeah, yeah let's take them, you know. It, they're all like 28 plus at least entering like the twilight years of their, and a lot of them are 30 plus to be frank looking at it. Yep. It's not good. I mean, there's no way to put it nicely. <laughs> yep. Uh, Geno Smith, I think, is probably the second most interesting free agent at quarterback, <laughs> which is, I mean, obviously Brady, but his will be, I mean, his is just going to come down to where he wants to do, go because it's not even money at this point. It's just right. who's going to give him a good shot at winning a Super Bowl. Yeah, so I just, I really don't know, man. It's going to be interesting. Yep. I, I don't even... There's so many holes on the Saints roster right now that I don't think this free agency class is going to fix enough of them to be competitive. So you're going to have to draft really damn well and hope you can get a first for Peyton. You're almost going to have to draft really well and then pick the right guys in the bargain bin to, to make it work. Right, exactly. Because I think you need a good draft. Assuming you can trade for a first for Sean Payton, you need to nail the draft and right. really hit on bringing in the right you know, veteran free agents. That won't cost you an arm and a leg. And get a quarterback, which is the hard part. Yeah, and you're going to have to probably trade a couple of those picks. Or if Arizona just says screw it and gives you the number three overall pick, and I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, but I don't either. But I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, who knows? They've <laughs> done some dumb crap before. I mean, they literally traded. Oh, no, it was the reverse way. Sorry. I mean, they, I hi- the, they, Deshaun, hired, they, they hired a guy who had not DeAndre. won a Texas Tech at the Big 12. Yeah, I was I was thinking the uh, DeAndre Hopkins deal, but that was the inverse. Oh yeah, the Texans. <laughs> Let's just hope they learned nothing, and then they do the same thing for us. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it's gonna be interesting, but like we've mentioned, kind of looking at these receivers and tight ends, you're probably better off bringing back your own. Yeah. Well, at least as far as Juwan Johnson is concerned, bringing back Juwan. Right. And then at the receiver position, you know, you probably get, draft one at this point. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I mean, just if you go could, get a second if you one could, or if first you, one. In. Yeah, exactly. So we'll see, man. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, it's, it's going to be one of those franchise-defining off seasons, I think, for the Saints. Oh yeah. And how serious are they? I, be? I figured last year was going to be, and then they just kind of didn't take it seriously and kept everyone. And now it's like, okay, now it's even worse. It's and, like last and, year, but twenty I times mean, worse. I mean, maybe for Dennis Allen, maybe this is the wake call you needed. You know, maybe Dennis yeah. Allen thought inheriting the same team Shauna put together, the same player, same staff. He thought, okay, I don't have to do a whole lot. I see Sean right. do this. You know, all I gotta do is sit here, call plays, and you know we're gonna be fine. This is that good this is a good team. And yeah. 
not so much. Yeah, so maybe maybe this is the the wake up call he needed, but we'll see. Yeah, it's. I'm hoping it is. Hopefully, they can just go. All right, we need these positions, and they just do it. It's not just like a, you know, the Saints are interested in blank, 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 and then they never get that player. Yep, that just sounds it's like the same the thing every offseason. Yep. <laughs> so I hope that's not the case. <laughs> let's put it that way. Uh, but yeah, I think that's a good pl- good spot to wrap it up here, Jeremy. Uh, any last mm-hmm. words before we uh, call it a day here? Oh, I'm just glad the season's over. It's been, <laughs> it's been painful, and that's probably the most painful way you could have ended it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I, I well, no, tennis. I can't say that because if we were competing and that's how we lost, that would have been much worse. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It, 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 I'm just glad it's over. It sucked either way. That was uh. Yeah, it wasn't good. I can't think of a better way to spend my day than watching that game. Oh yeah, uh, I'm gonna go watch that replay at least five. <laughs> I will never watch that game again in my lifetime. I'm good. I'm good. I agree with you. So I think it's to wrap things up here, folks. Uh, We'll be back next week to discuss the ever-revolving door that is the New Orleans Saints as far as uh, news is concerned or if anything drops. We'll be right here to talk about it and bring it to you guys. So uh, once again, you're listening to the Saints in Sinners podcast with Alan and Jeremy signing off. See you guys next time. Thanks, everyone.